0: All right. I am calling the October 19th. Today's the 19th, right? Or the 20th? Okay. 2023 Student Success and Policy Committee meeting to order at 630. Um, Grace, can we please take roll? Certainly. Chair Alia Chisti? Oh, present. Present. Trustee Green? Here. Trustee Chung? Present. Present. And student trustee heather brand is in protest you have a quorum great thank you so much and um i just want to acknowledge our academic senate president sherry Moralia, that is here and also um, we have trustee solomon that is also um not um a full member of the committee but will be joining and is present so thank you um okay i'm going to move to the land acknowledgement um and I'll be reading that. We acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homelands of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living, and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Tosh community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. And um, as Trustee Solomon indicated earlier in um, committee, and I just want to reiterate that um, Student Trustee Brent is not... Um, present and has left um, her has a sign um, behind me. And just, you know, there's a lot happening in the world right now with the conflict in Israel and Palestine, and people are grieving. And um, it's a really difficult time for everyone. And so just wanted to acknowledge that. And um, just my heart goes out to everybody um, that is struggling right now. Um, with that, I'm going to move to item number three, um, which is um, public comment for items not on the agenda. Um, any public comment, Grace? We do have um, one Mary Brave woman.
1: Right here.
2: Good evening, trustees, and trustee Chisti. Thank you for your comments. Um, I'm here now to speak not as AFT president, but um, as the descendant of colonized people, a mother, a grandmother, a member of this community, a proud graduate of CCSF and mathematics faculty. I was disturbed to hear reports from students that there has been what at best can be called an attitude of tone deafness with respect to the humanitarian crisis currently impacting our students. And I wanna remind us all that this is not the time for business as usual. And I want to employ all members of this community, of our college community to offer our students grace, leniency and compassion if they struggle to meet deadlines, attend class or choose to join a walkout while they cope with the very real threats to their families and loved ones. The violence may be thousands of miles from our door, but the trauma is here in our hearts, minds, and lives of our community members. Thank you.
1: That concludes public comment.
0: Thank you so much, Mary. I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, okay, moving on to minutes. Um, do I have a motion to approve minutes from is it june 8th moved moved by trustee chung second seconded by trustee Morell um any discussion seeing none um grace could you please take roll mm-hmm. chair chistee aye trustee green
3: aye
0: trustee chung aye motion carries Thank you, Grace. Um, Now we are moving on to the next item, which is our ceremonial awards and recognition, which is an opportunity to just recognize wonderful work that is happening in our college community. Um, And I am very excited um, that we have, we will be recognizing um, Ariel um, Ariel is a member of CCSF women's tennis team and is qualified to participate in the International Tennis Association Cup in Rome, Georgia, as one of the eight athletes representing two-year colleges across the country, and um, wonderful student. And um, I actually will turn it over to um, Dr. Martin to say more.
3: Uh, thank you, Chair Chisti. And, and first off, I want to uh, appreciate and acknowledge Uh, this section uh, of the student success and policy agenda Uh, as we move forward we hope to continue uh, to find uh, instances in where uh, above and beyond recognition uh, is deserving and we have uh, numerous examples of that around campus Uh, we are excited to present uh, Ariel this evening for uh, additional recognition Uh, unfortunately uh, she's not able to join us uh, but she is a, a not only a phenomenal tennis player, uh, but in my opinion, uh, just as important, if not more important, uh, a wonderful student here uh, as well, uh, a huge part uh, of our college community. And we're certainly proud uh, to send our representatives of City College to national tournaments uh, where they can compete with other uh, tennis players and other student athletes from for, from throughout the country. So i uh, just really appreciative of the opportunity to uh, recognize uh, Ariel, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to say a few words.
0: Thank you so much, Chancellor Martin, and I, I will just also just reiterate, um, when I learned about the amazing feat of what Ariel has accomplished and is accomplishing and is maintaining a 3.8 GPA while doing all of that. That is amazing. And I feel really excited um, to be able to honor Ariel tonight. I do wish uh, they were here, but I I hope that we are able to deliver a certificate uh, uh, um, to them. And I will turn it over to my colleagues if they would like to add anything, or if not, then we can keep it.
1: I'll quickly say congratulations.
4: Thank you, Trustee Green. Thank you so much, Miss um, Sue, for for choosing City College um, to allow us to to be part of your journey. Please don't forget us, <laughs> um, and please put a good, a good word for us um, in the worldwide stage. Thank
0: you, um, Trustee Chung, and uh, it, it just as a good measure, Grace, any public comment? No. All right. Thank you so much. So that brings us to our next item, which is policy administrative procedures. And um the first is um 6A, recommended removal of board policy six point one three, instructional materials fees. First read. Um I believe I am turning this over to our academic Senate president, Jerry Moralia. Take it over.
5: Okay, so Um, One of the subcommittees of the Academic Senate is the Educational Policies Committee. And the Ed Policies Committee, and I I left my reading glasses in my car. This could be really interesting. Um, They promote clear, fair, education-related policies compliant with Ed Code, Title V, and the ACCJC standards, and ensure that they support and improve student learning. So that's sort of the mission. And they regularly review policies that are part of our administrative procedures and board policies that fall under that particular purview. Uh, so they go through a regular round of of updating and, and looking at the laws as it changes and just making sure we're compliant and they're written in student-centered ways. That's their role. And when they make changes and recommendations, they then send those to the Academic Senate and we move those forward to PGC and then ultimately they come to you. So that's what's happened here. Um, when they were reviewing their policies, they noticed there's a there are um, rules in Title V and Ed Code about educational materials that students receive from the college and ones that they have to pay for, they can be required to pay for. So for example, a student can be required to purchase a textbook for a class, but when the class is over, they retain the textbook. So there's Continuing value to the student, presumably, and having that textbook as a reference in the future. Then there are other materials that are used in the course of instruction that might get used up. So a really good example is the class that I teach. Uh, we use, we teach, I teach microbiology and we use gloves. And when students are use the gloves in class, they they throw them away. They don't take them home and use them later, right? They're, they don't have continuing value to the student. So what the law says is that instructional materials that have that don't have continuing value can that students are not required to pay for those. The college has to absorb the cost. And uh, we had, interestingly enough, when you look at the, the chapters of the board policies and administrative procedures, we had chapter five, which focuses on student activities and chapter six, which focuses on instruction. And we had we had most of the student fees in chapter five. And then we had broken instructional materials just into chapter six into its own little board policy one uh, 6.13, I think is the one that we're recommending that you remove. The Ed Policies Committee felt it was much better to have the information about it. They updated the information about instructional materials. It doesn't really say substantively anything different. They moved it to AP, uh, let's see, five point. You moved it and I lost 5.27. <laughs> and they added it as an addendum to AP 5.27. But when they did that, it no longer, now it's all in one place with student fees, but it no longer belongs in BP 6.13. So that was sort of like an outlier. So we've cleaned up essentially um, these this, this administrative procedure and then removed, it sort of obviates the need for board policy 6.13. And since we like to do regular reviews of our administrative procedures and board policies, this just falls in line with that process. I'm happy to answer any further questions if you have them.
0: Thank you so much. Um, before I open it up to my colleagues, uh, Grace, do we have any public comment? No, we don't have. Thank you. Um, any questions? Okay, I will go. Um, I think this is a great um, cleanup, so I'm in support of it. But I do have some questions now that we're looking at it for BP 5.27. And um I think this is more of a conversation that I would like to have as I was reading um, reading this policy a bit more closely, and it was related to the clause on um, failure to pay fees. And so this has been an ongoing conversation um, for the board. And um, I was wondering, and so then I was wondering if, um, If there is language that we could add, um, essentially... And let me and let me uh, read this all the way is that students who fail to pay a proper financial obligation are subject to board policy 5.12 withholding of student records and registration privileges. Students who fail to pay all proper fees or provide all documentation required for exemption and waiver shall not be permitted to register for the next semester. So, i.e. a hold on their accounts. And so I'm wondering if there's um we can shift the onus, uh, you know, back to the administrative level where we intervene and we kind of add this language to provide students with, um, you know, reach out to them to provide scholarships or let them know of a potential payment plan. And so I think that would be a um, a great amendment here that before they move to this point that they can't register for the next semester that we intervene and figure out how to mitigate Um, the costs that, you know, a student could be facing. So I think this is not per se to the material fees, um, but it's a little bit separate to that. So, um, Chancellor Martin, any thoughts?
3: Uh, Certainly, Churches. I think that would be a welcomed uh, addition. I think uh, adding specific language as to the development of an outreach or a uh, a formal plan to engage students uh, once they incur the debt uh, prior to getting to the point where they uh, try to register and ultimately blocked. I think that would be great language in the policy. And then in the administrative procedure, we could get to work on developing the process and the means of doing that.
0: Um So uh, would that essentially be a motion to amend the policy um, with the with the language in? uh, Where is it? Student fees. Uh, uh, Yes.
3: Uh, If I may, Church. Yeah, yeah, I I believe (laughs) that would be appropriate if uh, somebody wanted to make a motion to. Uh, amend uh, BP 5.27 uh, prior to recommending it to the full board. Uh, I think that's uh, certainly appropriate as it is agendized as recommended um, for the uh, removal of board policy 6.13, but the consolidation uh, of those items. So I, I think that would be appropriate. And I will I mentioned that I do think it would be a part of our process to circle back with the governance groups to inform them uh, of any changes. So that will certainly uh, be a part of our follow up if the board uh, were to amend it this evening.
0: And before I entertain a motion, are we also so we're also moving AP 5.27 to the full board.
3: I I don't believe so. I think the AP five point two seven is provided uh, as information as the administrative procedures or uh, uh, go through the the college governance process uh, and provided for context, not necessarily approval by the board. Okay,
0: okay, I I might be confusing them because there is a reference to parking. And I don't know where parking was it in the BP 5. Um, oh, yeah, it's in 5.27. BP. Yeah. So um, this was something else that stuck out to me um, was that in BP 5, in BP 5.27, there's a clause under parking fee that no student shall suffer removal, disciplinary action, suspension or expulsion for parking on campus without having paid the appropriate fee. However, pursuant to board policy and AP 5.12, students shall have student records and registration privileges withheld if they fail to pay a parking citation in a timely fashion. Furthermore, unpaid parking citations will be reported to the DMV. And we just had a conversation in facilities around parking. And um, it seems to me, I, I mean, if I get a parking ticket and to have a hold on my account like is that is that a standard practice that we're currently engaging in
3: uh, i would have to double check with uh, our admissions and records uh, i do know it is not uncommon for other districts to have uh, similar policies in place i think the level of enforcement uh, varies from district to district Uh, Additionally, there are uh, fees that we are required to collect per education code if we're to claim apportionment for that student, Uh, so we would certainly want to make sure that uh, by allowing a student to register for courses with any outstanding fees that we're not jeopardizing the ability to claim that student for apportionment, and that's something we can follow up on. okay um
0: I I'll turn it over to my colleagues because I'm very curious to hear from them and I'll um I'm gonna start with trustee Green since I oh okay now um I'm gonna start with trustee Chung and then I will go
4: to you trustee uh, Martinez I think something I've been noticing on um with sfmta um I, I know we there, there seemed to be a hot topic tonight um <laughs> is that something great that they've been doing is um they're they're they seem to have shifted their citation system for, um, where they've allowed individuals, you know, within a certain time frame, right? If they register for the Clipper Start program for their sort of forgiveness program of sorts or a discounted payment plan, it, it right. It, I think it's a little bit more forgiving because I, you, I think, um, uh, the logic behind, um, not paying for daily parking can right usually I feel like has roots in feeling financially insecure and so I feel like it's already like are we what when we have a system like this I think it becomes right very proximal to punishing people for being poor and so I think if there's a way for us to um, institute something of that nature, right, where they have a certain amount of days to you know purchase a um, you know, a um monthly or sorry our, our semester long parking permit or something of that nature, or um a discounted payment plan or a forgiveness program, right? If this is, you know, their first time or something getting a ticket like this. Um I think that'd be really, really mindful and equity-minded. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Trustee Chung. Uh, uh, Vice President Martinez?
1: Just a very minor thing. Um, On instructional material fee under BP 5.217, and this is a question to to ask that I'm asking the Chancellor. Is the proper spelling of non-credit without a hyphen? It was that way traditionally, but I don't know if it's changed. And in the old policy, it was spelled without a hyphen. That I just don't know.
3: A anymore. wonderful question, and I don't know either because I've seen it both ways. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I will defer to anybody who may know, uh, but I, I I have seen I, it both I ways. I think
1: I well it it was, here at the college from 1970 until the time I retired in 2010. It was one word. And the reason for that is so it wouldn't be confused for not for credit. It was one word. I see it both
5: ways all the time. I don't think there's a consistent usage at this point. Yeah. But just, if Jessica Buxbaum was here, we could actually ask for
1: Well, and and I was an ESL teacher in non-credit. That's why I know. Uh, And uh, as for the Academic Senate for the California Community Colleges, I was the first non-credit elected to be an officer. And that's the other reason I know. But I don't know what it is now. It could have changed. And it used to be spelled that way because that's how the state spelled it.
0: Thank you. Um no further discussion. So I think, so there's two things that are happening right now the action before us is to essentially eliminate 6.13 and we're synthesizing to, um, have, uh, 5.27 move to the board for, um, to, for the purposes of synthesizing. But the second piece is is that, um, and I will entertain a motion, is that we would like to integrate um, language. And I think it's essentially where Administrative Procedures 5.12 is mentioned, and um, something along the lines of um, a regulatory mechanism by the college will be put in place to support with the financial burden. So- I think that's kind of what I'm looking at. So um, just want to look into you, Chancellor Martin, to make sure that's okay.
3: It certainly is. And if I may ask uh, Grace uh, to pull up the BP, and if I may, Chair Chisty, try and uh, walk through what I uh, understand uh, the uh, desire to be. So if we go down to the bottom, uh, Ms. Esteban, in regards to failure to pay fees, uh, adding a sentence uh, in there uh, in respects to uh, that the district uh, develop a plan uh, to engage with the students uh, to provide them the means of addressing their fees uh, prior to the withholding uh, of uh, records or the uh, denial of registration or something to that effect, but I think a brief sentence uh, in that subsection of the policy. I uh, would uh, address what I think you're you're looking for, churches team, mm-hmm. and uh, wording suggestions would be appreciated.
0: We plan to engage with students, provide them mm-hmm. with the means to pay for it. Yeah, I think that kind of, that gets to what I'm looking for, but I'm I'm open to suggestions. Trustee Chung.
4: Um, if we can add, develop an equitable plan to engage with students and then not just the means to, to pay, um, but, um, to, um, for, for, I don't know if we need to like for potential, if there's a range, right. For the possibility of debt forgiveness, right. To pay through from the range of paying to debt forgiveness, um, for students. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm just about to be pressuring you to, um, to, to decipher what we're
0: saying. It means, sorry, we're doing this live, so I'm going to have sorry, I'm just going to have to, Um, that the district development plan to engage with the students to provide, to, to the district a plan to students to provide them with the means to... Maybe a,
3: a friendly oh. uh, suggestion would be to provide them with the tools and uh, possible solutions uh, to pay because solutions could encompass uh, payment plans, uh, you know, waiving a fees potentially, uh, or s- other things to that effect.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's good, and I would also just make this applicable to the parking fees, which isn't a separate. I, I mean, I don't know if they are feed into each other, but um, parking has a separate. It's number three or uh, parking fee. Yeah, EC 76360. So, all right. I think that's good. Um, is there a motion to move um, item 6A as amended to the full board?
3: Move. So moved.
4: Moved by Trustee Green. Um, and second by Trustee Chung. I, I just wanted to, um, if Ms. Esteban, can you add the word equitable plan? Sorry, develop a, an equitable it's on the so the, that the district develop an equitable plan. Thank you. Thank you. Seconded by Trustee Chung.
0: Um, I will take a roll call vote.
1: Chair Chisty? aye. Trustee Chung. aye. Trustee
0: Green?
3: Aye.
0: The motion passed. Great. thank you so much. All right. Moving on to um, future agenda items, and just as a friendly reminder to my colleagues, this is the last time that we're potentially meeting for the year, since there are no scheduled meetings in November and December. However, I am, you know, there's still a lot of different items that we may that we want to discuss. So I am happy um, to schedule an additional meeting if needed, considering everybody's availability and staff capacity. So I can work with um, Chancellor Martin to make sure that we. Um, that he communicates to all of us and figures out next steps. So I will hold off on any specific calls for items for now. All right. Um, We are adjourned at 7.08.